Good day, everybody. Welcome into Mining Stock Daily. We continue the day with some more corporate updates here. Here's one that I know a lot of people have been wanting to hear uh, for a couple weeks now. And this is an update from Caliber Mining and their Senior Vice President of Corporate Development and Investor Relations, the man of the people, Mr. Ryan King. Ryan, how are you? Good, Trevor. Thanks for having us on. I appreciate the time and the opportunity to uh, to talk to talk shop and to talk about Caliber. Yes, uh, Caliber continues to trade on the TSX with CXB and also on the OTCQX with CXBMF. I'll also uh, preface the conversation by saying I am a shareholder of the company. Ryan, um, let's let's talk a, basically about what the elephant in the room here regarding the U.S. sanctions. Uh, by the Biden administration towards uh, Nicaraguan gold, the uh, Nicaraguan gold production, uh, and the president of the company. There was a lot of unknowns there a couple of weeks ago. Once the news hit, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. stock was hit. Uh, mm-hmm. Has since rebounded somewhat. But let's talk about kind of the chronological timeline of this. When the company found out what the re what the immediate reaction of what you did as a company to get to the bottom of this, and then quickly turn around, put news out that the caliber looks to be unaffected by these sanctions. So we'll preface that and I'll I'll let you kind of have the table here. Sure. Thanks. And uh, um, you made a good comment. Caliber does continue to trade on the OTCQX and the TSX, and we do not anticipate that's going to change anytime soon. So just to be clear, yes, we will continue to trade on the exchange, and, and yeah, you, you're, you're absolutely right. This um, <clears throat> this recent these recent events um, obviously picked up by media in the United States and Canada and, and elsewhere. But just just kind of as you just said, kind of go through uh, the timeline here. And so yeah, on October 24th, the U.S. did uh, announce amendments to an executive order, uh, which expanded the ability for additional and future sanctions to individuals and entities uh, in Nicaragua. And uh, so at the same time, they did add two new sanctions, okay? One to an individual, all right, which Caliber has absolutely no, uh, no business with, and one to the Directorate General of Mines, okay? And, uh, and so just, just before we discuss you know, the, the sanction against the DGM. I'll, I'll refer to them as the DGM, right? Before we refer to them, it's important to provide a bit of clarity on what constitutes uh, any sort of violation, right? So a violation of a sanction, there'd meet, there, you need to be in dealing in the sanctioned person's property interest in some way, like a payment, right? Like some sort of an agreement, a transfer of property, or an exchange of services. There also would need to be some connection to the United States, which would mean either some sort of involvement in a U.S. person, U.S. dollars, or U.S. assets. Okay. So now let's consider Caliber's relationship to any of the new to any of the new sanctions. We do not make any payments to the DGM. We do not have any contracts, any sort of agreements, any sort of joint ventures of any kind with the DGM. And we do not have any exchange of services with the DGM. Um, you know, but it is important to note that, like many and all mining jurisdictions, we have requirements to report 
routine business information to the regulatory authorities, right? As you could imagine. Um, Caliber, in Caliber's case, we report with and to the Ministry of Mines and Energy, but we submit that to the DGM, okay? So therefore, after, you know, after all the consultation with, you know, internally here with our advisors, our U.S. legal advisors, etc., we're confident Caliber is not, not in violation of any of these new and or existing sanctions, right? So, but, so now let's pause there. You know, I don't know if you want to jump in with anything, but pause there because it is now worth going into a little bit of uh, how we've interpreted the U.S. news media outlet and how they reported that. Okay. Uh, let, let, let's, let, let me pop in with one yeah. quick question because yeah. you mentioned operating, quickly you mentioned operating in U.S. dollars. Yeah. How does, does that have any effect with Caliber? And it doesn't, right? Because, um, and the reason is, is because we're not in violation of any of the sanctions, any of the new sanctions or any of the, uh, of the previous sanctions, right? So we do not make any payments to the DGM. We do not make any, have exchange of services with the DGM. Um, so we're not in violation. We're in com- full compliance with any of the new uh, sanctions, right? Okay. And, and that has been, has that been confirmed by all the lawyering between Caliber and yep. the U.S.? government we've confirmed that yeah okay okay Okay. very good yeah so um and then to expand on that and of course i think you know obviously uh part of part of the reason or a big majority of the reason why there was such a an uncertainty and hit was because of u.s news outlets incorrectly uh, suggested that all persons involved in the nicaraguan gold mining sector are now sanctioned under the new executive order right so you know, so indeed, while the while the sanction or while the, the executive order has been revised, which allows for um, further sanctions to be to be put in place, that did not happen aside from one individual and one entity, the DGM. Right. So so the whole, the whole sector has not been uh, sanctioned. So we actually, you know, we we think out of out of you know, that reporting, et cetera, it, it created a lot of confusion. And, um, and so, yeah, out of all of that, uh, we are, the whole sector is not sanctioned. It is, uh, you, know, you know, there are previous sec- uh, sanctions, but the new ones are to an individual and to the entity of the DGM. And, and it's important, like, from our perspective, we understand the focus is on the DGM because of an active role they play in managing the small minor or artisanal slash informal component of the Nicaragua mining sector, of which, you know, of which is, is fairly significant. If we look back at 2020, 2021, uh, you're talking about 100 to 150,000 ounces of informal mining that, that gets sold outside of the country. So it's a big portion of the sector, right? Um, you know, and you know, if we kind of dig into that a little bit further, you know, given the nature of the informal sector, it's likely that the that that, that the same fiduciary controls do not exist as as that uh, are existing in the formal or industrial mining sector in which Caliber is a part of, right? So, for example, I just you know, from our recent conference call, we we noted this as an example is is uh, Estima, 
which is a regulatory thing in Canada. It's the Extractive Sector Transparency Measures Act, which we have to conform to and we have to report all the payments we make to different government entities, right? So, um, yeah, so I mean, you know, again, you know, kind of coming back to the focus was that individual, that entity, it's generally understood the intent of the sanctions is not to, uh, is not to impact the Nicaraguan people, it's not to disrupt normal functions of, of government that society needs, but it's rather to, it really is to target top leadership uh, within the country. Is there any sort of possibility for any sort of reaction from the Nicaraguan individuals of authority here that these sanctions are targeting? Uh, and how you know could that potentially affect the industrial uh, work of miners such as Caliber? What's any retaliation? Any retaliation here? Well, I mean, uh, could, potentially, sure. I mean, look, I mean, so Caliber's been an Explore Co. in country since 2009. We've been operator in country since 2007, uh, to, since 2019. And since 2019, the United States has imposed, uh, I think, 50 to 55 different sanctions on individuals and entities mm. since we became an operator in 2019. That's very interesting. I did not know that. And, and, and yet we've continued to navigate through that environment, right? And sure. we have delivered and executed on all, if not exceeded, expectations uh, for the business in that period of time, right? Sure. right. So, um, we, you know, we don't know what the future holds, of course, but, you know, our interpretation is that they're, they're, the, the, the focus and the targets have been more on the informal sector. Um, because of how transparent and how documented we are in the industrial uh, sector, and uh, you know, we're, we reiterate our commitment to to the Nicaraguan assets. Um, we continue to invest uh, into the business. Uh, we continue to work closely with communities uh, transparently. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, we've recently announced permits to our Eastern Barossi project that came right at the end of October. Uh, we also have received um, exploration permits and new concessions to invest into some new targets that we have in country. So, yeah, I mean, we, we continue to invest. Uh, we continue to, to, to do everything to follow uh, and stay compliant with sanctions, and that won't change. Okay. Your guidance hasn't changed. Uh, you're sticking with your guidance uh, given the third quarter financials you put out last week. Yep. Uh, so it is business as usual given this few days of probably a little bit of angst and unknown, but uh, you Absolutely. seem to have tried to clear that up. Uh, so give us a sense of wh where, where the company is after three quarters, uh, what needs to be improved on, maybe what came in better than expected. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, the whole sector, I mean, the world is still dealing with uh, <clears throat> with inflation across the board, right? I mean, industry-wide, in our, in our sense, you know, consumables, reagents, uh, you know, particularly fuel, diesel fuel, uh, we're, we're all dealing with uh, that type of inflation on our business year on year. And, um, and, and yet, you know, fortunately for us, Year-to-date, we are within our all-in-sustaining cost guidance, and we are actually favorable in terms of production to our production uh, forecast year-to-date, so uh, our budgets year-to-date. So, yeah, no, we anticipate to meet 
Uh, we anticipate to meet production and cost guidance. The one thing we did do, of course, was increased our growth capex. And the uh, part of the reason for that was uh, increasing growth capex was because we're a bit ahead of schedule uh, in terms of Eastern Brosi and Pavan Central, two new high-grade satellite deposits that are coming online. And so, you know, we brought forward some 2023 capex into 2022 because we have a strong balance sheet to be able to do that. We're generating good good operating cash flow. The company at the end of Q3 had 66 and a half million dollars in U.S. cash. Um, and this time around, we did announce that we took on a little bit of debt. Uh, we were able to get a structure a great deal to have great rates uh, with regards to a an equipment loan for new equipment for for the uh, for the start of our Eastern Barossi project. So mining uh, a mining fleet, as well as a hauling fleet to haul material down to our centralized facility, which is that Libertad facility, which uh, again has millions of tons, well, well over a million tons of surplus capacity. So um, yeah, we, uh, we're, in, we're in good shape across the board. I, I guess in terms of, uh, uh, I guess, positives and negatives, of course, you'd all always like to be a little bit lower cost producer. So, um, you know, for the quarter, we were 1322, right? And so that is outside of our all in sustaining cost guidance. But we look on a broader timeline, year-to-date timeline. We were thirteen, we were twelve sixty-eight, which you know it's still you know probably on the higher side that you'd want to be. But if you look at the industry-wide right now, you're 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 probably talking twelve to twelve fifty is industry-wide average all-in sustaining costs. And um, you know we we anticipate to be there or lower than that between now and the end of the year, or by the end of the year. So Q4 is expected to be our best quarter from a production and cost basis. Uh, Sixty million bucks in the bank, U.S. Uh, you, you, the Fiore acquisitions obviously keep moving along with the pan mine, and you had some positive exploration work and advancement at uh, it was a gold bar, I believe it was Gold Rock, Gold uh, Rock, yeah. Gold Rock. Excuse me, so, Gold Rock. So Gold Rock and Pan, right? Yeah, just to jump in right, there. Pan right. is the operating mine, produces forty to forty-five thousand ounces a year. Uh, and we recognize that both assets needed a bit of investment in them. You know, Pan, right. definitely, when you look at Pan, you know, prior to us owning it, uh, Fiore was investing about a million, million and a half dollars a year in exploration. We've ramped that up significantly in and around the main pits and resource areas. We've probably done, you know, um, for the year, we'll do nine to ten million dollars of drilling at Pan. You know, really to understand what's in front of us, then we can look at optimizing the operation once we understand uh, you know, scale after a first year of drilling. And then Gold Rock is the development stage project, which we're advancing through technical studies, uh, infill drilling, and then now we're looking at doing some deeper and step-out drillings, drilling. And how about work up in uh, the project in Washington that came along with Yeah, interestingly enough, we have, uh, you know, you know, it doesn't require too much in the way of permitting. It's on private land. So we've actually had a rig up there earlier this year to do some uh, confirmation drilling. You know, it's got a two million ounce resource up there, a great looking project. We understand that both uh, in, our, in the region there, um, uh, Hecla is doing exploration work on the ground up there, as is uh, Kinross. And Kinross actually made a nice new discovery at one of their past producing underground mines up there uh, called... I think it's Buckhorn. So they've uh, mm. they've gone back in there. They've made a new discovery. I'm not sure what the quantum of exploration programs they have ongoing, but um, lots of activity happening in the region. 
and uh, yeah, I would I would anticipate over the next little while, volume results coming back, uh, we might have an update on Washington as well. Okay, all right, we'll be paying attention to that. My last question for you here, Ryan, really is uh, with the sixty million dollars. Listen, there's a lot of projects that are valuations are incredibly cheap right now. And as a company who's looking to build, you want to buy those cheaper than you would maybe at the height of a bull market where historically we've seen a lot of mergers and acquisitions. Uh, I know you just kind of, you're still kind of coming off the Fiore acquisition, but is now the time that Caliber would be looking at acquiring projects, merging or acquiring full companies that valuations are just really in the tank right now? Yeah, I think <clears throat> absolutely. I mean, we, we're always looking at different ideas and, and uh, ways to create a better financial product, uh, a more diverse financial product that is, um, you know, can withstand higher, lower, you know, all of the above gold price environments that we, uh, that we, that we get into, given, given the, the macro changes we see out there right now. But, but you, you know, um, yeah, we're always open-minded about this. You know, however, we got to make sure whatever we do is going to be accretive to our shareholders. Um, so, so given the recent events, um, you know, aside from gold price environment, we've really got a we've we've I think we present a very compelling value proposition here. Uh, given that the the stock is you know gone from where we were trading a couple weeks ago prior to the. Uh, to the uh, the new sanction coming about to individuals and entity, prior to that we were trading at a dollar a share. I realized you know we've we've lost 25 percent of the value, maybe 30 percent depending on what the share price is doing at the moment. Uh, and we almost got down to we did get down to almost 50 percent of the value we were trading at. So because of those that event, we'd like to reassure, reeducate, rebrand, rebuild back up of where we were and what we we're doing. And uh, you know and so in that. You never know what's going to come about, but if something very attractive came about, yeah, maybe it's some type of merger of equal, maybe it's somebody looking at us, maybe it's us looking at somebody. But given the, uh, the recent events and the fact that, yeah, the, uh, the share price has, has reacted so viscerally in a short period of time, again, I think it presents an opportunity. We have uh, a strong balance sheet. We are continuing with the assets. We're going to have a strong Q4. And... Keep in mind that we already provided an outlook to the market for 23 and 24. It's going to be a grade-driven production increase year over year, which I think even in light of inflationary impacts, we're going to see a lower uh, all-in sustaining cost for the business. So, um, yeah, it becomes a pretty pretty attractive fit. All right. Ryan, appreciate your time. As always, look forward to catching up with you again here in the future. Uh, best of luck this winter. And, uh, yeah, I, it sounds like it was a pretty massive hurdle to try to get over quickly. But uh, things like all, it sounds like all things are moving in the right direction. Yeah, thanks, man. It'll take some time. But, uh, indeed, appreciate the interest. And, uh, you know, as always, always available for yourself or listeners if they have any questions. That's your update from Caliber Mining. Well-deserved update. They trade on the TSX with CXP, everybody. Uh, we'll take a break and be back with more later today. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.